Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings close to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow host Jay as well as our CEO Connie. Hello! To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at CrazeMag and YouTube The Craze. If you enjoy our content, please consider helping to support our organization through Ko-Fi. Our team is 100% volunteer-based, so any donation helps a great deal. Head over to ko-fi.com backslash the craze where you can donate however much you please, and we thank you so much ahead of time for your support. And if you are watching this on YouTube, before we begin, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our our YouTube channel to catch our next episode, and hit that bell for notifications for whenever we upload new videos. So, we are at the last episode of the year, everyone. How are we feeling? Time's not real. Time is not real. I can't believe we're already at the end of the year. Yeah, 2021 just went by, and I, I know yeah, it flew. Pandemic-wise, it's still here, but it flew much better because most of us are out and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay and I came back from BTS concert just earlier this month, so that was a big, like, 80,000 people. No one died, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the lines good. were still bad, but I mean... Yeah, but you didn't I, die. True. <laughs> true that is fact i'm surprised i'm surprised that we all didn't die or there weren't like breakthrough cases that we haven't oh thank god i mean i feel so bad so you like if uh you're watching this episode very very had to cancel the tour the rest of their tour because one of their members got covid and i'm just like now it makes me worried for all the upcoming tours that are very upset i'm very scared (laughs) like i can't like i can't go through ats being canceled again i can't and uh, Eric Nam's also in January. Twice is in January as well. So there, there's a lot happening, and it's kind of like scary. So it's just like, I know we're not super like this, but please wear your mask. Be safe out there. I do feel bad for very, very because it's just like, you know, there are people who want to see them, and unfortunately, this had to happen. And you know, we're lucky. Thankfully, I hope. As far as me and Connie are aware, since we went to BTS, you know, no one else got sick or got COVID, but still, it sucks. Yeah, it, it really sucks. I think, like, Monster X is also in January, oh, too. Is it January or February? But kind of um, both, but they're kind of earlier doing, in the year. They're doing Jingle Ball right now, so hmm. they're out and about. And so it's just like, oh, I really worry about, you know, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks since we're recording this but I don't want to be I had enough I don't want to be sad but no no we're gonna have a good time nothing bad's gonna happen yes I can't do this anymore I'm not doing this for a third wave I'm not we're fine and but um as you're listening to this episode by the time this episode is released we want to wish you a happy holidays it is creeping up on to Christmas and New Year's so quickly wanting to get that out and say happy holidays to everybody be safe and enjoy your holiday but yeah what are we talking about today since we're at the end of the year and in this episode it is comeback catch-up time for fourth quarter and maybe also the best songs of the year because we are at the end of the year I can't like I can't mentally deal with that I know I'm just like (laughs) Where? 
time a lot happening in like mm-hmm. terms of songs and like there's just so many things happening in songs that we don't have a lot of time just listening to things right I just like okay to preface it I didn't listen to a lot a lot in the fourth quarter there are like few things here and there that I listen to but not a lot so should we just jump into October yeah let's go ahead I cannot find the October thing on my end. So if anyone wants to start first. Um, one October release I actually liked a lot was uh, Purple Kiss. They did Zombie. I've always <laughs> heard about this group. Never got into them. I uh, I think it was October, but no, I really loved per- um, Zombie. I loved it more. I love this song more than their um, debut song, I think. Um because I love zombie things and I think it's really quirky and I it's just that chorus really really catchy I'm definitely struggling. October was also the month that the feels came out which was <laughs> hey I love that song okay I kind of prefer over scientists I'm sorry don't come at me twice fast <laughs> but I loved the feels it was so good I'm still not used to like full English songs from k-pop artists so like the chorus for me is very catchy because I heard it all the time on TikTok, but like the rest of the song still throws me off a lot because I'm just like, I'm not prepared for this. I think it also has to do, it's just like, it is their first English single. So it's just like, they're going to try to make it even more catchier. And because TikTok is so huge right now, it kind of makes sense to like focus in and hone in on that. Not to say that Twice hasn't done that before because they always do, but some, there's some, I think there was something about this particular release in English, especially that is just like, okay, okay, I'm not bad. And they looked all cute. I love the concept for the music video because it was uh, centered around a prom theme. So I was just like, they look so pretty. Are they trying to like break into the Western market with this song? I think so. Because this I is their first, so. I would say so. Because after this, uh, they did perform on the Kelly Clarkson show after. I'm not sure exactly, but it. I think they are just wanting to branch out a little bit more and they're going to be having a bigger push, which at least we're finally getting a girl group, getting a bigger push yeah, here. Yeah, I would love a girl group to be a little bit more, you know, well-known in the Western. Um, Aspa or as, how the freaking hell do you Aspa. say? Aspa. Aspa is also doing that. They've been on, they've been on shows and it's like, I think they were at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade also. I saw that. I was like, every time they do like, you know, they have make appearances in Western like television. It's like, they don't know who to focus on when people are singing. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's great that they're there, but I felt bad. Like they're just focusing on one person. I forget who that was not really singing and just dancing. I was like, yeah, you don't know who's singing, but okay. You know, I think yeah. American media outlets are so used to either the soloists or like a lead singer of a band that gets all the attention. They have no idea how to handle like multiple members. Groups, yeah. I feel like they, it was like that too for NCT when they came for the Thanksgiving day parade a few years oh, yes, ago. Yeah, I forgot that they the performed. Same thing. Yeah. And like, I feel like Johnny got a lot of screen time. I may be wrong. Cause it's been years, but like one, one or two people got all of the screen time and like, you barely saw anybody else. I was like, do you guys not like do your research? Do you research? Not, you don't do your homework before shooting. I don't know. I maybe like, I don't you guys rehearse this particular portion. I guess not, okay, but they'll get Espa, I mean, Savage, 
I mean, it got record of the year at one of the awards this year. It's so good. I can't. Really? I love it. It did. It got a record of the year at the Mellon Music Awards. And um, it's just like, you know, that's a lot of charting for Mellon. So it's just like, rightfully so, that there are going to be a monster rookie group for this year that it's just like, yeah, I can see why. I prefer Savage over Next Level, my in my opinion. Because yeah. I feel like the chorus is a lot catchier in Savage. Because um, I like to sing the harmonization parts whenever the chorus comes out. Because uh, like the speaking, the rapping, give me, give me now. But then there's like that harmonization of the higher pitch and stuff. I was like, yes, this is so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not big on Espa until like now I'm recognizing more of when Savage came out. So be on the lookout more for their music more often now. I'm just ready for Aespa to release more music. I'm just like, give me more from them because I feel like some of their other songs get like hidden behind their big song. So it's just like, give me more. Give me a full album, not just some mini. Give me like more. They're not going to do that. (laughs) As long as the singles are working, they're not going to do that. True. I guess Ugh. it's all about the money. If you make the money on one song, you're not going to add more songs. That's true. Why that's why you more- shouldn't like your big corporations, y'all, because <laughs> that's what they're going to push. That is true. Looking at the rest of the list. Um, is it going to have to turn into this where I have to get on my soapbox again? <laughs> uh, for one? IU? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm always on the IU agenda. Um, she released Strawberry Moon. And it's such a cute song. I don't want to talk about it too much. I mean, she did win, um, what's this called? She did pick up awards for Strawberry Moon as well. So it's just like, rightfully so, because she is a chart monster in Korea. So there's that. And it's such a cute one. It's a cute concept. And I'm like, is this a continuation of something that I'm like trying to think? I Maybe I'm reading into too much into the lore, but listen to IU, please. Strawberry Moon's really cute. <laughs> Just saying. And she did win Artist of the Year. So that's rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I. What else, Connie? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you um, off. I think what I really liked out of October was um, Luna's Madonna. Um, It is def. I think it's been such a long time since Luna made a comeback. Um, It's probably years ago. And I feel like Madonna has such a old school, like, you know, I think not 80s, but like think about Madonna and how like the actual, you know, singer Madonna mm-hmm. and how she was very, very popular back then. So I feel like, you know, this song itself, when it talks about Madonna, is just like embodying her, you know, her as like the style and her career. And I feel like Luna did such a great job with, you know, the song, the vocals, I think the music video was really cool too. So, you know, that's been, that's a song that's been on a repeat um, for pretty much this later this year. So yeah, I like Madonna. I was so confused at first because I thought you were talking about the group Luna and I was like, they haven't, it hasn't been years since they had a comeback. It's (laughs) FX's Luna. Luna. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Luna from FX. Anything for you, Roxy? There's a couple more on October that I actually did listen to. Uh, yeah, so the only other one I really had that I enjoyed in October was Woods's release, uh, the song Waiting. It's It sounded a lot like, well, not a lot, but it had a lot of similar 
musical elements to Love Me Harder, which I also really loved. And his entire mini album is great. I think Woods is like one of like the really, really good solo artists out there. And he did get more recognition since being in X1 for five minutes, but like his releases are very like emotional and very raw. And the video actually is pretty, pretty heavy because it involves guns and shit. So, but like, it's really good. I think he's an amazing artist and I wish like more people would pay attention to him. Yeah. I I feel like I see his name everywhere for Woods. Like, it's just like, but I still, like you said, like, I feel like not enough people know about him still. Like he's still very underrated, but it's just like, he's actually a really good artist. I don't listen to him often, but when his songs do come on, it's just like, okay, I can, I can vibe with this. Anything else from you in the month of October, Connie? Oh, yes. Um, I've been really into in hyphen lately. Okay. Ever since they debut. And um, I really love Team Dash Dash. <laughs> Team Dash. Uh, it's, I think every time N hyphen releases a comeback or a song, it's always such a bop. Uh, Team Dash is really like the, it's funny because like it sounds like the end of summer, even though it was released in October kind of song. But I, I just really like the style of it. I think it's just like something that you would listen to when you're driving down a really long stretch of highway because it's like really fast paced during the chorus. But um, I'm really getting into Unhyphen and I really look forward to more of their music. Um, their other comebacks like Fever and um, wow, the other ones are catching my name, uh, my head here. But yeah, I really like Unhyphen. So Hopefully more people will listen to them. So I look forward to more of their comebacks. Their album, the physical album for that one's really pretty um, because I have friends who are into in hyphen. So like I got to help them pull their photo cards, but I was like, this is actually really pretty packaging. I don't listen to them. It like not my particular style of music, but I can see why a lot of people like them too. And also they're catchy. They're like, I've listened to Fever for sure, but it's just like still not my thing for me. There's something that I need to bring up because Roxy and me had very particular opinions about the release before this. Um, we have to bring up NCT's Vampire favorite because okay, we hated <laughs> we hated Sticker so badly. It was a redemption arc. It was. It was. I think they definitely redeemed themselves by listen, like by coming out with favorite vampire. Such a good song. It's, it's still like song. it's not my favorite song, but I was like, this is this is a great better. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this was the right direction to go. Yeah, I think they saw like a lot of people still like sticker. I think stickers a song that has to grow on you eventually for some people. But I was just like, I'm so glad that they did this. That flute gives better. me a damn headache, dude. <laughs> it's a trigger at this point. If I hear it, I just like, I got a migraine now. So devil's advocate on sticker. And I said this to Roxy and you guys before, but it's like, I do, I'm not into NCT because I feel like their music is very um, uh, experimental with different sounds. And sometimes it meshes with me. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm more of a melodic kind of girl when it comes to their music with my music. But I don't know, though. I know that pan flute thing annoys a lot of people, but for some reason didn't annoy me as much. So, but the chorus really was what kind of brought me together. The beginning's like, okay, I don't know about this, but the chorus was something, but I didn't mind sicker. I really loved favorite. 
a lot. And I was like, yes, but I know this is the style, the song style for NCT is probably not their regular style. Um, so that's why I like favorite a lot. And I think that might be my favorite NCT song uh, outside of their like subunits and things like that. Cause I like it. It's a really good song. Like it's so catchy. And um, the whistling that they have in that song is so like, you can't help but like, Every time you hear it, like you'll turn and be like, oh, it's coming on. Um, there's one particular, uh, there's a couple more. CL came out with her album this year. Congratulations after a long time waiting. Yeah. I, I feel like all of us were just waiting for this. I feel like it, like a year ago, she said that she was working on an album and like it, it's, it was a lot, but I mean, it was like a very extensive album if I remember correctly. Yeah. And she performed at Head in the Clouds also uh, in November. And it was like a 15 song set and she only had 45 minutes or something like that to perform. But like to see her thriving and just happy now, I think is what just like it's the cherry on top. Because uh, her, her album is just the cherry. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I just caught myself there. But I feel like it's just such the the light at the end of the tunnel for her, you know, for, and so to see her release an album that, you know, she's proud of every single song that went into this album and she's not held back by anything else. I think that's like one of the greatest things for CL's, you know, official like debut with a big album. So congratulations. We missed her. When are we going to get, I'm sad that we didn't get 2021 this year with a reunion, but it's okay. She came out and said that she found out to anyone broke up through the media. I just, all the stories that come out about like what to anyone went through with YG just is mind blowing every single time. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Like literally what the F? Like Like, if you are like the most popular girl group from one of the biggest companies, you still get crumbs. Like it just says a lot about the K-pop industry and it's not good. Yeah. It's... These girls were done dirty. I love 21. I love 21. And so hopefully in the future, we'll get a uh, 2021, a 21 reunion. And yeah, congratulations to CL because that album was awesome. Very awesome. There's one more who can I talk about? I just, um, So Me came out with XOXO. I really liked it. And I feel like So Me is in, I don't want to say that they're the same, but like almost very youthful, young, young adults kind of vibe. Her and Olivia Rodrigo kind of in the same realm right now. And I'm just like, I'm actually liking so what Somi's doing now. Cause like after birthday, the comeback that came after it, I think what you I'm waiting done. for? No, what you waiting for was the second one she released after her debut. Oh yes, yes, and then Dum Dum. I I didn't like what you waiting for, but then Dum Dum came out, and then now XOXO is just like it's it's creeping up there, and I'm like, okay, Sobe, I see you, I see you, and it has that little punk pop kind of hip hop ish realm to her that I'm just like, I know what she's doing, and there's gonna be a trilogy to it because she is having it to be to con- uh, to be continued off of XOXO and it's actually really catchy music she looks she looks stunning too yeah she's um definitely on my list of great upcoming soloists 
Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I heard a birthday, I was like, this is my jam. This is so good. Um, Dum Dum was really good. I think all of her like, you know, singles are really good too. Um, but definitely it's one of my most anticipated solo artists. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been hard for me to get into solo artists these days. Um, but yeah, definitely young, upcoming, very punk vibe. Um, I just, just love her style. All right. Well, should we move into November? I didn't listen to a lot in November. SF9. Yes, that is <laughs> Roxy. All That's all the Roxy right there. Yeah, that was pretty much like the only thing that I really liked in November. And I like did not like SF9's comeback before that. I thought it was too tame. Like the song was not hype enough and I didn't like it. So I like what they did with Trauma, uh, Back to the Dark sophisticated i mean they've been doing that for everything but the song is like a it's like a club banger it's good shit i'm just <laughs> i yeah, really like I that song i think the last time we were talking about sf9 you weren't just you weren't as impressed with their last one yeah teardrop to me was kind of more like underwhelming it wasn't a bad song but it wasn't like their best release either like i could tell there was a difference between like good guy to me was like top tier. Love that song. And it just, it fell flat to me. It was like too, I don't know, just not enough was there. And at least with trauma, there was a bit more oomph to it, I think. And I don't know. It's hard for me to explain because like, I'm not good at putting stuff into words. (laughs) Um, actually there's one in, uh, November sorry <laughs> I thought we were in October in uh, November I really liked was One Us is it One Us um their song Luna um I think there was another One Us song that I liked and I forget the name of it right now but Luna is definitely a very it's a style that I really like because it's kind of like dark and moody but also like um it tells like a very interesting story and I can't describe the story but <laughs> I just really like the sound of the song is something I'm uh, puts that on repeat on my playlist right now um but usually one one I want to learn more about one us actually um so I don't know too much about like who the members are and kind of their style but I think it's one one group that I'm gonna try to look into more for next year it can help I love one us (laughs) I liked Luna too but like not as much as SF9 but it feels like because they've done the sort of like East Asian influence music before and last time it was very in um what is the name of that song? I forget. It was like the third, uh, their third mini album. It was very like up. It wasn't, it wasn't like the sort of darker thing. It was very like party-ish almost. So I like that they did the two different sides of it. And the music video is gorgeous as well. So um, I'm looking at the list. There's a couple on here from November that we covered. By the way, a lot some of these or most of these that we're talking about is covered on our website. So we're going to plug that. So go ahead and look for those articles on the website. Um, I guess I should talk about him considering he's my ultimate bias. Yeah, I should. Um, Daniel Gook finally made his return after about two years. And um, let's just say I died. (laughs) I died because when he was releasing teasers and I like I I was just like am I gonna die is this real 
is this actually real? And then he did. And I watched the music video and I'm like, how am I supposed to write on this? I don't know how I did it, but I did. And I, I'm biased, obviously. So anything he comes out with, I'm going to be like, yes, listen to it. So if you haven't listened to it, it's called um, Race. Really good song. It's in that little more rock heavy pimp, uh, rock heavy hip hop vibe. And it is, um, it has a lot of double meaning. And I would like to say it's a song that it's, he's in a race against himself and no one else. Like no one can be at his level. He's like, he doesn't see anybody as technically competition. This is obviously my interpretation of the song, but um, he's just like, how do I outdo myself? And keep improving and I just like this man knows how to still be deep but still release good songs I'm so glad you're back ah! anyway sorry that's my ultimate bias y'all think that BTS may be my alt group right now but the ultimate bias forever in my heart is always BAP and Bingyungook so there's that I had to little get out get that out of my system sorry Bingyungook's also my BAP bias and it's definitely the song that this is just his style so yeah. I'm really it's no it's like not surprised but I'm also very surprised like how strong and powerful this song is mm-hmm. um and of course I don't expect nothing less from Bang Young-guk in that sense which is probably why I'm really attracted to him in terms of his style um and his music so yeah definitely um a hundred percent amazing I mean, there's a lot of like people don't realize like if you're a fan back then when they were in their prime, when BAP was in their prime, a lot of especially a lot of male idol groups looked up to BAP and Jungkook as a leader. So it's just like he has a lot of influence. He actually produced for the group Just Be for their debut single. So it's just like he has some accolades to him and people are like, I I am sad that not many more people aside if you're in the BAP fandom or you knew them at the time don't know who he is now and so I feel like this is a perfect time for him to be like listen I've been in this industry I've been in the underground industry as well I'm an artist listen to my stuff too and so I kind of I'm glad it's a new opportunity for newer fans to get to know who he is and know his work so I'm just like yay so proud I feel like we're in like a weird place right now where on top of like all the new generation, there's a lot of like Gen 2 like groups that are coming back. Like 2AM had a comeback for the first time in like six years or something. 2PM has been around and, you know. Tiara. Yeah, it's Tiara. Tiara, Tiki, yeah. Yeah, with Tiki Taka. That was also in November also. Good yeah, for them. It's, it's just like really weird because there's like a whole generation of us that remembers this even I wasn't really in it but I came toward like the tail end um but then there's all these new new fans of new groups that like have no idea like what the impact was of these groups like I didn't see anybody talking about 2am coming back like at all I, I feel like it was just older fans that were just like oh my god they're coming back and I mean if you are a newer k-pop fan who is watching or listening to this they are a powerhouse vocal group in their pro- like when they were super active they were also sweeping charts like you would hear their songs in like variety shows like that's how you know that they were popular and like sure that they're all doing individual things but like coming together as a group it's kind of like whoa 
you don't see this happening. And it's a shame because even if you're not into ballads, just listening to them, they have really, really pretty and luscious vocals i should say that's the correct word that's what i was trying to get it's like they're are they luscious. hair now or are they vocals <laughs> luscious hair uh, no listen they're so smooth and velvety that you can't like okay i could get into you though they can make you cry with some of their songs they will they they like if you need a good crying artist listen to their songs <laughs> a crying artist <laughs> like listen if you need a good like hey everyone has their moments like i need a good cry listen to their songs please but they're really good like really really good and it is a shame that like not many people were talking about their um their comeback because I think that they're still a solid group it's like it's just a really weird place to be in where I'm not immersed in like the new generation so when people are like oh my god txt and hyphen and then not talking about like ft island made a comeback ft island 2am and like nobody it's just like a weird, I feel like I'm on like the outside where I like see both and I just like, they don't connect if that makes sense. I guess it's also similar to like when we were active too. And I'm pretty sure Connie can relate because me and Connie have been in the fandom just a little bit longer than Roxy um, seeing Xinhua or yeah. um, like G.O.D. come back. And you're like, yeah. I, they're older, like they're first gen, they're first but gen. we don't understand it, but you know, they have that core fan base and the people who are going to come out for them. But still, like, at the time, we were like, I don't know who they are. They're older. Well, then, like, the the newer... So at that time, that was, like, probably five, six-some years ago, seven years ago, that the newer groups, the second and third gens, were doing covers of, you know, the first-gen artist songs. So that brings a little bit more awareness to the first-gen, which is nice, which that's how I learned about who they were. Um, so maybe, you know, a lot, even a lot more like fourth gen, like artists now are trying to cover older K-pop songs, um, in that sense. So maybe it'll bring some spark back, but yeah, it's definitely, I agree with Roxy where we're just in a weird middle situation where we're like, we come from the first gen third, and then all this fourth gen is like the newer fans are just like hyping up things. And we're like, I don't know where we sit. (laughs) I also yeah. wonder if it's because like there is suddenly so many more yeah too because like k-pop used to be kind of niche and now it's like not uh because they're doing all of them are trying to expand in the western market so there's a lot more exposure that way and it's just like it's weird and i just feel like groups debuting is multiplying by the year That's there's also so true. many groups to come out whereas back then like there were groups um, debuting at the same time as 2 p.m., 2 a.m., 4 minute, all of them. There were groups just you only knew that like small core groups that actually made it, you know, that made it onto variety shows and other shows and were pushed really, really hard. Now it's like these groups are debuting left and right. And it's now sur- literally more survival of the fittest who has the catchiest thing, who has the aesthetics, what's going to capture everyone's eye and have a good song in general. And now it's like, where? Maybe (laughs) it's a little bit of overload. You know what I mean? Because every time a new group comes out, I'm like, I just don't have the mental capacity to like dive into this Mm -hmm. like I could before because it just, it happens so often. Right. 
Right. I feel so like you just have to be like a full-time K-pop fan. Like you just eat, sleep, breathe K-pop. You don't go to work. You don't go to school in order to really get caught up with stuff, which is why we have such an amazing team at the craze to be like all rounded, try to listen to everything, different things, but also like we also will help each other cover our bases that we, you know, we ask for recommendations on things. It's like, Hey, I, I really don't know anything about like, you know, the roundups and stuff. So give me your recommendations on like what, what sounds good and stuff. So it's just right. a lot for even one person to really mm-hmm. get into all of K-pop these days. Yeah. Which I mean, there's at least people now you have a lot of variety to choose from back then. It was almost a little bit slim pickings. You got who you was popular, but now it's just like you can find there's a variation of different styles and groups out there that you're like, I can I can stand behind this or that's just not my thing anymore. So, yeah, uh, November, uh, there is one more that I wanted to talk about and I'll be very quick so it doesn't grind <laughs> Roxy's gears. Um, Stray Kids released their Christmas single, Christmas Evil, which I can get behind. Roxy covered it for me, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Can't say I was the biggest fan. I don't like Trap Holiday. That's just like not in my it was wheelhouse. Different. It was different um, for sure. Very Stray Kids though. Like very. It, it did it fit their vibe, but I don't like my holiday to sound like that I like my I like my holiday music to be like chill R&B or just like that happy you know poppy stuff I was just like this is throwing me off a little bit but you know to each his own (laughs) right um and what's it called we're getting you know what this is I feel like this is the first year we're getting so many Christmas releases there are a ton of Christmas there's like I feel like there was a just a drought of them <laughs> the past couple of years that were just like, now there's more. And I'm like, yay, more Christmas stuff. But at the same time, I can't keep up with all of it. Yeah, I feel like it's, um, I feel like all the Christmas stuff in K-pop wise were like older, older songs from mm-hmm. like five, six years ago from like the second, second gens. And I'm like, I love these second gen songs. Like, you know, I can never get over EXO's Christmas songs. Like, you know. The very the first album, first snow and like miracles of December, but like the happy also, ones or the ones that yeah make the you happier cry. ones, not the sad, <laughs> not miracles in December itself. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Miracles December is like it's good, but definitely not like the happier version. No, it's a very sad. I don't like sad Christmas songs. Like I can be sad the rest of the year. I don't want to be sad on Christmas. That is true. It's supposed to be one of the happiest times of the year, so. Yeah, EXO doesn't think so. All of EXO's like holiday releases, at least the title tracks, are just like sad ballads. Like Sing yeah. For You, um, fucking Miracles in December. What's the other one I'm missing? They have so many Christmas albums. Oh, uh, they do. I should know. I'm the one who wrote the article. <laughs> I can't, I'm drawing a blank too. There's Sing For You, Miracles of December. Oh God. No, unfair. I haven't. I don't unfair know. I haven't been a, a bright song. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I haven't been like into X's Christmas songs in a while. Well, so. they haven't listened to, or they haven't listened to. They haven't released any Christmas songs since 2018. So, mm. <sighs> unfortunately, but since we are in technically the holiday season, we should probably just move into December. 
There's one group I do want to talk about in this list. And I know we're recording this mid-December, so we don't have all of the artists who are releasing this month. But I do want to talk about, is it Ivy? I think it's Ivy. Um, I don't know because I haven't seen the Hangul. I've only seen, you know. know, The romanization of it. I really like their debut. They are a group from Starship. Starship, please don't F this group up, please. They will, it's fine. (sighs) sorry they will um (laughs) they will is fine (laughs) but um I was actually really impressed and I got I understand why they picked up wins already on music shows they just debuted not that long ago on December 1st and I think they have four wins from music shows already as of when I I know at least three um but I just saw a passing article today it's they've had at least three they might have just gotten another one yeah it's kind of wild yeah but like, I think uh, just their song alone is very catchy. And then I watched the music video. What are, one of the things that I like about their debut, also the last time I checked, they were at like 42 million views the last time I checked their music video out. So I'm just like, wow, I can see why. First, they look really good in terms of their vis- visuals and styling in the music video. But there is an aspect of the song that it, when they lead up into the chorus, it it's very high paced and everything and then it slows down where it takes out all the audio so all you hear is just their voices and then it drops into um it drops into the chorus and I'm just like wait I haven't heard something like this before and I think this is very catchy so it is a group that I'm kind of like I see you I can't wait to see what you have next for a debut group. So I was just like, and you know me, I've gone on record. I'm not a girl group person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually interested to see what this girl group's going to bring with their career since they just debuted. So good for them. Very strong debut for a girl group. And that's even hard because I feel like the ladies have to work twice as hard as the men in K-pop. So good for them, honestly. I need to get into them because I I uh I probably have listened to them, but it's in the background while I work and I didn't really recognize who's singing what. So I'll look into them. Sounds like sounds yeah, really cool. I, I liked it. So I think if you haven't seen the music video too, watch it. Cause I think like it like when it does that whole like slows down and and you know, it's like one of the things where it muffles a little bit and then it comes back. I was just like, oh, that's smart to incorporate it not only in the song, but in the music video too. So it's just like, oh, I like this. I actually do. So I, that's probably the only, oh, wait, I take it back. I kind of listened to NCT in um, December, but anybody else in December? ATs. Yes. <laughs> I'm very don't predictable. Don't me. I didn't I, listen to it yet. <laughs> I don't have like, cause I'm still like adjusting to moving. So I haven't had a lot of time to listen, but always SF9, always ATs guaranteed. Um, you know, has some Satori in the real that it, uh, he does. Uh-oh. I, I like, I like fell over. It hit me. I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> please. <laughs> cause oh, no. they all, they all say a line and I, I'm not going to say it because I'll butcher it, but um, it starts with like Wu Young and then Songwa and then Yunho does it in the Satori and I'm like, oh, please. 
Is like, he coming for you, Roxy? Because I feel like it's like Hong Jun's her bias, but I just feel like you know it's just been attacking her. And the last bad. time, like the last time we talked about ATs too, she's like, you know, <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, and they also dressed him up in the music video as like a biker, so he has like chains oh, on and a leather boy. jacket. I was like, uh, I it's over. No. <laughs> Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a new album, right? Not a repackage. Okay. Yeah, it's a new album, but I believe most of the songs on the album are from Kingdoms, so they just took their Kingdom Kingdom songs and then put it on an, on it. Good for album. them. Their Kingdom songs are good. So, yeah, I need to I still need to watch it. Please don't come for me. <laughs> yeah, I need to get into it too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I didn't watch it. I didn't listen too much in December to be honest. I did I listened to NCT, all of NCT, all 22 at the moment, 22, not 23. There's 22 who are active on the album. Um, uh, I did like NCT use, um, is it play ball? So I, I, me personally, when it comes to NCT, I am more NCTU than I am like with their other units, though I do appreciate 127 and the dreamies and wavy still even then wavy is still a group that i have to sit down and listen to i still don't know all the names <laughs> but um i did like that i wasn't as big of a fan of universe though because it is one of their slower songs it's not like vampire or vampire favorite um like how do i describe this type of sound it's kind of like a ballad ish i'm not fond of their ballads like that so um that is more of my speed of nctu's universe uh play ball universe uh, that yeah because uh, mark says uh universe in the song so i'm getting the lyrics or i'm getting the titles mixed up but so far so good i haven't listened to the whole album but i still appreciate nct nct so. is hard um i feel like it's like it's like a whole like universe in and of itself and I'm like afraid to even try to start with it because like I really liked um old NCT like when they first debuted um and you know 127 NCTU I love their songs but like as time has gone on it's just like they keep adding more and more people and like it becomes too much it's like it feels like it it should be like its own subgenre of k-pop it's like here's all k-pop and here's nct because there's just so much going on with like 23 members it's very difficult for me to keep up with it so now yeah. when they have releases i'm kind of like I know, huh. it's too like, much <laughs> i i kind of wish that nctu got more releases because we see a lot of dream and wavy and one two seven, but it's just like, where's my NCTU unit? Re- when are they going to release an actual album? Because that, again, that is more my speed of sound. But like, on Universe, which is their main title track, it's it's kind of hard to differentiate. How do you tell all twenty two members who are singing in the song? Yeah, you know, and, like, and it, it's hard to keep up with that. It's when they do like the full NCT releases too, because they keep adding members. There's you know, more to cover. I really liked um, 2018's Black on Black. That was like the full NCT song. And it was just less like, I feel like there was less like vocal focus on that song. Um, So it was kind of easier to digest. But when there's like so many and then you pull, put a full album out with however many songs are on it, I haven't even looked at it because I'm like, it's overwhelming. Um, 
it's just like it's unless you're like a big fan of NCT itself I feel like it's hard to get into that if you are reluctant like I am because like obviously I learned all of 127 all the NC like the NCT U units that came out even dream but then like they just keep they keep adding more and I know that's the whole premise and that kind of makes me want to like step away <laughs> it's very overwhelming yeah especially for a new k-pop fan who's tr- like you've heard of nct or like you see their name in passing but you're like how do i get into a 20 plus member group how do and tackle all of their discographies uh each group and everything like that and then let's not forget we have nct hollywood that's gonna eventually come no, i am not like, about it i'm so i'm so not about it like i hope it turns out better than i think it's going to yeah. But like, uh-uh, it's too much. And I know this is what SM does. They go above and beyond and try to trend set essentially, which has worked in the past, but we'll see. It's we'll like see. the Marvel Cinematic Universe where there's just so many characters or so many people in it. And then you just got to start drawing like timelines and drawing like, like when, which subunit released this? Like, is it like related to something? I'm actually, do they actually do any storyline based things? So- I can help you with that just a little bit. So there is, you're you're right, Roxy, because they do. It's called the SMCU. Like yeah. they're promoting it right now, and it is their universe that they're trying to push. And something that's very similar, you're seeing it in Espa and in NCT right now. There's something called Kwangya. That's they they say it in the song, but it's kind of like in their universe and how it's. I don't want to say it started with EXO, but we've seen it sprinkled in red velvet, especially with um, people like there's the theories going around, but that's their world. And ISPA is a part of it. NCT is a part of it. And now they're trying to weave in all the older groups. So there is a universe out there. But oh my it is, God. It's yeah, awesome. I realized that because like uh, SM has been updating all the older groups like Facebook and Instagram or whatever, Twitter accounts and things like that with the same branding of yeah. sorts. So I don't know if that's a thing that's they're doing right now, but I've been noticing that. And I was like, this is weird. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. I don't like, like if, that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you go into, I forgot which, there's an NTT and an ISPA. I forgot which ones. Um, and also in Shiny's, uh, don't call me if you pay attention to the very ends of the music videos it leads up into hinting who's the next to come back or hinting at the next part it's of the such universe a marvel thing and oh no yeah so <laughs> it, it's very very like that right now where they're really trying to push their universe like that so like i know at what s i think um the don't call me music video hinted at espa's debut like you'll see the ae in the very end or one of the shiny videos um that came out around um don't call me era hinted at that and then there was part in an nct music video that came out hinting or a boa music video that hinted at nct one of the other but you're seeing this being tailored into their music videos and it's just like there's so much to catch up on and so much to learn and it's overwhelming it's i think it's too much i get that it's popular to like have very intense songs and storylines that tie back together into one story. But sometimes I just want to vibe to a song 
and to a group that does one thing and isn't connected to anything else. And I'm kind of tired. I am too old to be doing this theory shit. I'm too old to be going into a music video and looking at like the section where they have a tiny little like hint. I'm too old for that. I just want to vibe. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. This makes me not want to like SM. (laughs) Yeah. I've had my trials and errors with SM in my days. So, um, but I'm actually glad that BTS did not continue that so long because it's did that you know i need you and then going well, into apparently whatever. isn't it still kind of ongoing sort of. i haven't well, caught up to it to be quite honest so look everything derailed at the pandemic let's be real yeah. because they were doing the map of the soul and then the pandemic hit and <laughs> stopped that's true i um, mean they have that new thing it's the seven fates thing that's going around. I, I, I didn't get into it yet. I haven't looked into I it. I want you to tell me what that's all about because I have no idea what Me that either. Is. I, I know it's a thing. Is it a I game? Just... Is it a show? Is it interactive? <laughs> yeah. So I, I somebody please. I know I like we're into BTS, but we're not that involved as you, like you think. So it's just like, I'm, I can't keep up with all of this. Yeah. I have like work. I don't, I don't keep up with the 80s lore. There's a whole like freaking theory thing on all of ATs and shit and I don't pay attention to that I just like, <laughs> like I gotta make money I gotta pay bills I'm tired yep. I don't yep. you know I don't have hours upon hours to dive deep into these things and I guess if your core market are kids that are in school then they do but for us that are older we don't have time we have to think about what to make for dinner every day like you know how tiring that gets it very <laughs> very um yeah I that pretty much is it for December we can't obviously fully talk about what December has to bring because we're still in December wait there's one more actually that I really need to talk about is Kai's peaches oh I didn't get it okay I've listened to bits and pieces of peaches please do tell more it's so good like like I know there is a there's People just like to start fandom wars and not within K-pop, but like with Justin Bieber's speeches. It's like, guys, it's two separate songs, okay? Like the sound's different. It's just the same name, like whatever. But Kai's speeches is so suave, so smooth. It makes me feel like I'm sitting in a velvety, like cream, a peaches and cream. It's just amazing. Like I really like Kai's like first, like, you know, a solo release stuff, which is with Mm-hmm, and nothing on me and stuff like that but peaches is like a whole nother level and I was like I can I can I can literally dive into a peaches and cream right now and just eat it while listening to this song it's just amazingly smooth I don't now know. you're making me hungry <laughs> what I'm just thinking about peaches and I'm just like and his marketing the marketing for peaches where he's just holding peaches I'm just yes. like I'm just like I see what you did there oh such a good song yeah oh, probably man. great 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 song but i'm gonna leave it to it watch peaches listen to peaches you will feel the same way as i did all right well i mean we have a couple more minutes left um do we have anything like favorites of 2021 i have a whole list but i, I mean we've talked list. about all of them in the past mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my like my standout albums that I've been listening to on repeat is um, obviously IU's Lilac album because I love her. Dio's solo debut for his um, for, oh god, 
I, the, the album is right in front of me, but for some reason, drawing a blank. Those two have been my consistent, like I've been playing these songs or this these albums since they release in 2021. I'm trying to think of who else. Who else did it? Oh, and also Shinies Don't Call Me. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. That Absolutely. Is, that is such a damn good song. <laughs> the I album is so good that I'm just like, I no skips no skips at all these particular three and stray kids obviously no easy because i love them but those four right now are my consistent i've been listening to these songs in 2021 or albums sorry i don't really have albums i picked out more songs like Mm -hmm. uh uh kang daniel's paranoia is on my top top playlist um any at song naturally poison by pink fantasy which i constantly tell people to listen to <laughs> yes and um i think the last one would be um epic highs rosario oh yeah oh i totally forgot about that album mm-hmm. that's Ooh. the top one i guess How about you, also, Connie? oh go ahead roxy yeah just one more it technically came out as a single in 2020 but uh dpr ian's album came out in mm. 2021 mm-hmm. and the song no blueberries is like my favorite thing ever i listen to that song like every day what about you connie um, so I'm more on the single side. Um, I just haven't been really diving deep into a lot of albums this year, but, um, one really stuck out to me is TXT's love song. Um, literally when I first listened to it, it was like that rocker vibe and dark. And I, and you, you guys know me, I love my moody, dark vibes. And it's like such a different, um, such a different song kind of vibe from their other releases I I really like TXT um so that's been on repeat forever um I really liked uh I've been liking a lot in hype and stuff lately so uh Drunken Days is the one that I forgot to mention earlier and then Team Dash um and Fever but um and then I really liked um what else did I like oh key we haven't talked about key really and i really oh, like I his forgot. song bad love yeah bad love is such a good song it's such the again that moody song. i just love moody songs um but that's been on repeat and then a lot of um sunmi's um you can't sit with us is such a great song and then um oh my god what else is there it literally oh so so me sunmi and then so me um a lot of her songs this past year has been really good too so like I said before up and coming artists on my list but that's it on my part I think I might be missing stuff but uh yeah oh I'm terrible <laughs> I there's a couple more <laughs> but no I, I want to talk about something real quick because you mentioned them the year I this is the year I got into TXT like I'm not fully into them but anti-romantic and loser mm-hmm. lover probably the two songs from TXT that I've been repeating all year and I'm just like I'm not into TXT like that but every time I went into K-pop store or like I'm in passing at a Korean restaurant I'll hear those two particular songs and I, I was just like okay let me understand the hype why is everybody talking about this song, these two particular songs and I listen to it and I'm like I see why yeah that's so that- it I get, I get it. Cause it's just like, I'm not a big TXT fan, but those two songs in particular, I get why, like, wow, everybody's talking about it. I was like, okay, I'll learn a little bit more about TXT. 
not yeah. fully, but I'll get there. Yeah, I I I don't know too much about them to be quite honest. I do know the names of the members and I already have a bias, which is Hun and Kai. Um, but other than that, like I really want to get to know them more. I think I really got involved in terms of like because there's the you know, they're after BTS and they're mm-hmm. within big hit and stuff like that. So I really wanted to see what the range is. I'm actually quite surprised that they don't have like a rap line, which is very different from BTS. Um, but I really, a lot of their, you know, ma- major releases are boppers. And, yeah, uh, they're very catchy. I'm not going to be surprised if we see a tour from them next year. I will go to their tour. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I'm just waiting for like when Moa can actually see them again and see them mm-hmm. on tour. So it's just like, hey, like I like I would just go just to be like, hey, it's a TXT concert and I want to get to know them more. But at the same time, it's just like, I'm excited for them to meet their fans again here. So there's another artist moving on real quick. I didn't get to mention earlier, but JB made his solo debut yes. this year from oh. GOT7. And so I did want to also shout out JB's um, solo debut with uh, Somo Fume. Really good album. And I'm not saying this just because we also reviewed it and we interviewed him. It's such a good album from beginning to end. And if you are into the R&B realm for um, Korean music, listen to JP's. And that is another album. I have to just mention that because I was looking at my list and I'm like, how dare I not mention that album? I have to just at least shout that out. All of the God 7 members, actually, individually, all of their stuff that they've done this year, really great. So, I mean, at least as... A GOT7 fan, we're fed, but also we miss them. So I'll yeah, take that. I, but. Yeah. I really like By the Way um, uh, for JB. Vibin for Young J is really good. Um, and then I the other artist. Stand by Ribbon with Bam Bam. That was and Bam Bam <laughs> Ribbons. Yeah, it's a, that's such a catchy song. So yeah, got Seven's doing really well, the members. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then Mark's hinting at his album that's coming out in the next, whenever, these next couple of months. So just we're waiting to see when is the reunion going to happen so yeah any any last artists or so- singles roxy for your favorite of this year yeah i think i covered most of them pretty much anything at's put out is on the list so. <laughs> all right well i think that is it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed this last episode of 2021 oh my god we had a new format in terms of our episodes and we didn't release as many episodes this year, but we hope you guys enjoyed nonetheless. And thank you for listening and for sticking around. Anything else, Roxy? Thank you, Connie, also for being here. Of course, I love it. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. I just hope everybody has a great holiday and here's two better things in 2022, hopefully. Be safe, y'all. So we are available on social media. A lot of the um, comebacks that we discussed are also on our website. Uh, So if you're interested to see a more in-depth look at that, we have a lot of our writers that cover most of these comebacks. So those are over on the new release or review section of the website. And then don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch our next episode. See you. This has been the Craze Cast. Bye, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.